your dreams can be your reality. You all, time isn't real. Okay, that is fucking crazy. Spirituality, manifestation, travel, money, entrepreneurship. Welcome to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Wright. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. It's your host, Chelsea, and today we're doing something a little different. I am dropping a mini series all around Creative Rebel. So if you've been tuning in for the last few weeks or months, I've been talking a lot about unfollowing the rules, rebelling against what you think you need to do, stepping outside of your comfort zone. And I really wanted to drill it down further into very specific terms and phrases and pushback that I've been hearing around people wanting to put their creations out there. So we're going to get right into it. Today's episode is all about why you won't get canceled for your creations. So I've been doing a bunch of one-on-one calls the last few weeks, and people have these incredible ideas. They're ready to go out there. They have this unique perspective, and they just know they have something important to say. And then they're like, I'm just really afraid of being canceled. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to unpack why I don't believe you can get canceled if you are a leader, if you are responsible and accountable, and if you develop a failure tolerance. So here's my argument for why I don't think you will get canceled. The first one is being canceled is really about holding people accountable for their actions. So let's take a step back for a second. The term canceled only came about in the last few years, right? This is actually quite a subjective term that our society came up with. Being canceled is not a factual, objective thing that you could bring to a court of law or that would hold up in any real debate because it's a subjective term. Again, we all just collectively decided to use it. So that's just number one is that it's subjective. But the further point here that I'm trying to make is that the concept of being canceled is actually revolved around holding people responsible for their behavior. That's what it is at its core. If you look at people who have been canceled in the last year, it's usually due to something that they did that was harmful or offensive or predatory or abusive or just downright completely out of line. So the action of canceling them usually happens after they deny their involvement, they take zero accountability, or they deflect and blame other people. So I talked about this a bit in my email list, and I want to give specific examples because I think that will help. So Rachel Hollis, if you know her, she is the author of Girl, Wash Your Face, Girl, Stop Apologizing. She's kind of always in trouble because she never takes responsibility or accountability. If you follow her, you saw that earlier this year, she did this TikTok or reel or something that she was basically saying her house cleaner is someone that she essentially reduced her to cleaning toilets. She literally said, yeah, she comes over, she cleans my toilets and something else. And people were like, um, are you seriously saying that's all your house cleaner does? And you're clearly using that reference, reducing her status, right? She could have said anything else. She keeps my house clean. She keeps it tidy. She makes my life more efficient, but she used the term. She cleans my toilets, which is again, when you think about what that term means, it's not something that, uh, you would want to be described as just someone who cleans your toilets. So people were commenting publicly on her profile saying, I really think you should take this down. I think this is really offensive to your housekeeper. I think you're not understanding how you just completely reduced her status and what she does for you. And 
she wasn't listening. She kept the video up. The comments kept mounting and mounting and mounting. People started sharing it. People started going live about it. And she just still did not acknowledge it. She was going about her weekend as if nothing happened. And this is what I'm talking about. She never acknowledged it. She never took accountability. She never addressed it until it got so big, right? Now it's making headlines. Now there's like tens of thousands of comments. She had to address it. So then she took kind of accountability, but then ended up blaming her team. And she said, oh, my team is actually the one that told me to keep it up. And, you know, in my gut, I knew it wasn't right. But my team members, blah, blah, blah. You can go follow that whole drama. Just Google like Rachel Hollis TikTok or something and you'll probably find it. But the point is, she did not initially even first of all, get the point of how offensive it was, but then never addressed it and kept on going as if nothing happened. She turned a blind eye to her harmful and offensive behavior. So yes, of course, people need to get her attention by creating content to address it, by going live, by leaving comments, by putting her in the headlines, because that finally caught her attention to course correct her behavior. So my point in using her is that if you're using that as an example, compare your plans to hers. Do you actually plan to create content or a business or a product or anything that falls under the category of being abusive or offensive or har harmful or predatory? I imagine not. I imagine you don't go into business or put an offer or start creating something with the intent to do any of those things. But now let's say you're someone that you know, at the brunch table, you have some hot takes to share or you have some controversial opinions and you're like, that's the part I'm scared of. I'm scared that the stuff I say at the brunch table, if I share it on a podcast or in my email or whatever the case is, I'm nervous that that's going to get me canceled. So here's the part where I'm going to invite you into stepping into leadership. You do have to develop a sense of accountability and responsibility and thick skin if you're going to dish out controversial opinions. So if you want to go out there and say whatever you want, and you know it's a hot take or controversial, you cannot expect people to not push back or provide feedback. And that's when I invite you to, again, stand strong in your beliefs and ask yourself, do I actually believe this or am I just saying this to ruffle feathers and be different? Or do I actually believe this in my core to be true and I'm okay with hearing other people's perspectives and opinions and I'm open to their feedback? Now, let's say you did say something that you just listened back and you're like, oh my God, I don't even actually think that or believe that. I got caught up in saying, I don't even know. Like, I just got so caught up in the conversation. I imagine that you would have the internal resources and capability to take ownership of that, apologize, learn, and move forward. That's leadership. That's what people want to see. So again, let's go back to the point I'm trying to make. Being canceled is really about holding people accountable for their actions. If you can get ahead of the curve and take responsibility and accountability for your actions, it would almost be impossible to quote unquote cancel you because you're being a true leader. Okay? So just keep that in mind. It's hard to cancel someone who is a true leader and takes responsibility and accountability for their actions. My argument number two being canceled usually happens to celebrities and mega influencers where the only way to get their attention is to stop lining their wallets and increase their following. We just used Rachel Hollis as the example, and so I'm going to keep using her. When I think of people who have been canceled, who have been canceled in the last year, it has never been someone in my life who has a podcast or 
you know, creating inspiring content or launching a program, it's usually massive comedians, influencers, mega coaches, or people with huge followings, blue check marks. So you can see just the the people that get canceled are usually on a higher status in terms of like the social sphere. Like they have more followers, they have the check marks, they're literally in movies, they're they have Netflix specials, etc. Again, this happens to people that turn a blind eye on their behavior and they act like nothing happened. So the only way to get their attention is to cancel them. And canceling really means to stop supporting them, stop buying their products, stop investing your time and energy into their work, stop going to their concerts, stop, you know, clicking on their website because that will get their attention because you're hitting them where it hurts, which is their wallets. So I want you to think about this for a second. Imagine a celebrity says something very problematic. And here you come with 500, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 followers. And you say, you know, that was really offensive. I don't appreciate what you said on that podcast. Can you address this in on your Instagram or in public or whatever? First of all, the celebrity, the celebrity's likelihood of reading that content is slim to none because they're probably not even checking their messages. Secondly, it's probably going to the filtered inbox where their social media manager isn't checking it. And third, let's just keep it real here. If you don't have 100,000 plus followers, I imagine they're not really going to read it. So it's hard to get someone's attention when you're just DMing them. But now imagine if 10,000 people comment on their Instagram publicly, or they stop watching their show, or they stop buying tickets to their concert. That sends a very clear message because they will feel the effects. They will see, oh my gosh, a brand sponsor just canceled their partnership. That cost me $100,000. Or, whoa, my sales just dipped 50%. Something's going on. What's happening? Okay, that's what canceling is meant to do. It's meant to get their attention to do better. So whether you agree with it or not, that's that's what the concept is. But I want to bring this back to you. If you haven't even put an offer out or created anything or launched a podcast or a product, people don't even know you. And I'm not saying that to be rude or mean or try to be like, you know, some snarky person right now. I'm being serious right now. How could you get canceled if you don't even have something to put out there? The fear of getting canceled without even having a product or offer or your voice out there, it's almost irrational. So again, there's nothing to cancel. And let's go back to the point before. Let's say you do put something out there that ruffles feathers. You need to be open to receiving feedback and listening and course correcting because that's taking responsibility. So the basic point here is that canceling someone is simply to get their attention. But if you can be a leader and let people know that you're paying attention and open to feedback and listening, cancellation of you is going to be really hard. The third point I have is that you get to set the stage and boundaries about how you want to receive feedback. So personally, I've done over 140 podcast episodes. I've been a guest on probably 30 of them. I've posted easily over a thousand pieces of content on Instagram between my emails, all the content that's out in the world. I've posted and shared a lot of content. I've talked a lot. I've created a lot. And I have never, ever received one troll or hater. And I'm, I'm being serious right now. Not even, not one, not this podcast sucks. I hate your voice. You know, you could be better at this. I I have not gotten one negative piece of feedback despite me doing a weekly hour long podcast, again, posting over a thousand pieces of content and pretty much being on my Instagram stories daily, not one negative comment, DM or email. And I think I know why this happens. 
because I am pretty open to feedback. I let people know this quite often and I'm open to feedback and constructive criticism, but I'm not open to haters. And I feel like I make that very clear with how I speak, my energy, the space that I hold, because I, I'm open about that. And I think honestly, this comes too from my background with broadcast journalism. We used to have to share our packages, which are like you actually go out and film a story and write the script and basically create a whole video for the class to review. And we used to have to sit in front of our whole class and show the video and they would all give us critiques. Like that storyline just didn't really add up or you talk way too fast. I got that a lot. I still would probably get that piece of feedback. Um, You know, the lighting was off. So I built that muscle to receive feedback pretty early on because of my background. I don't know that I would be so open in my podcast had I not had that info or that, excuse me, that uh, background, but I had to build it. So my point is, if you're like, well, I didn't go to broadcast journalism school and I don't have that background. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. You have to start in baby steps and move slowly to be able to build that constructive criticism muscle that you can handle that feedback. So here's the difference too. constructive feedback would be like, hey, Chelsea, I love your podcast, but the audio was super low and it's kind of hard to listen to. Okay, well, that's helpful because I can actually do something with that information. I could adjust the audio levels. I could clear the sound. It's really easy for me to take that feedback and apply it. A hater would say, oh my God, your podcast sucks. It's so trash. Okay, well, that's not helpful at all. I'm not sure how I could possibly make my podcast not suck or not be trash without constructive feedback. So you can see the difference, right? I am not going to waste my time and energy. And especially given how how many people I actually have helped with this podcast, I'm not going to throw that away for someone messaging me being like your podcast sucks, which again, I haven't even gotten that feedback. So if I didn't start my podcast because I was like, I'm going to get hate, people aren't going to like what I have to say, it's going to be controversial. I wouldn't even have had this podcast. And I know that my podcast has helped some of you because you DM me, you tell me, you email me. I want to, I want to point this back to you now. Imagine how many people you're not helping right now because you're just sitting inside being like, I just don't want haters. I don't want to get canceled. Well, by doing that, you're actually letting the haters win, right? Like really think about that. You sitting inside, not putting anything out in the world, not sharing your amazing talents and skills and gifts, that is letting people that are going to hate on you win. They're the ones keeping you locked up. So by you sharing your voice, your creations, your art, your business, whatever the case is, that is your ticket to helping people. So again, I want to try to use very real practical examples here. If I didn't launch my podcast because I was scared of haters, there may be a few of you listening that would have never gotten to hear my voice and never been able to be helped. And that would be a disservice, right? By me just staying inside and letting haters win. Now, the reason I brought up constructive feedback versus haters too is that I know how to decipher the two so that if I were to ever get hate, I could immediately dismiss it. So I know I've been talking about how I haven't gotten hate at all right now, but let's say in the next year, I get DMs that are like, your podcast is so shitty. You know what I would immediately do? Block. Immediately. There is not one single sliver of a second that I would give that person because that is not helpful. That is not constructive. And that's the energy that I give off. If you're going to send me hate, guess what? You got blocked. 
if you would send me constructive feedback, like again, oh, I don't know, maybe you talk too fast or the intros are too long. Great. I can apply that. And I'm open to that. I also let my audience know this and I'm crystal clear that I'm open to hearing their feedback. I literally right now have a form in my bio to submit a question to the pod and you can leave feedback on that form. So this shows people that I'm open to listening, which is honestly why I believe I don't receive hate because I'm not defensive. I'm not closed off. I don't shut people out. And I had to let my audience know this. I had to communicate that to them. So when I made that crystal clear, it became clear that, okay, we don't need to go cancel her to get her attention. We could actually have a real open dialogue with her. So I think if I didn't tell everybody this or make this super clear, you may think that I'm just defensive or hot-headed or fragile or not able to receive critique. But because I got ahead of the curve and I opened that door, now people know, okay, if I have criticism or you know a piece of feedback for Chelsea, I will email her or DM her because she's made it clear she's open to that. Now, here's the thing too. You do have to develop some failure tolerance and the ability to receive feedback to put yourself out there. You cannot please everyone and that's a fact. There's always going to be someone who thinks that you could be doing something differently or better or faster or bigger, whatever the case is, but you have to believe in what you create and be open to experimenting and adjusting as well as being open to feedback if it makes sense to you. So let's say someone was like, hey, I like your podcast, but I don't like the cover art. Well, I'm not going to change my cover art just because someone doesn't like it. I like my cover art. I'm keeping the cover art. That's that. I believe in my cover art. Again, if it was more helpful, like, um, you know, your intros are so long that I tune out and it's hard for me to listen to the episode. Okay, I'm going to take that into account because it's affecting the listenership and they're not completing the episode. And the whole point is to listen to the whole episode. Okay, that's more helpful. So if you could truly help you in the long run, then you need to look at it as a blessing that someone's giving you feedback, not a personal attack. There's a huge difference between hate and constructive criticism. And again, you have to learn how to decipher between the two because when you put something out in the world, there's a very large chance you will receive feedback, but it's the opportunity that you get to refine it and make something even better. So again, look at it as a blessing that someone is telling you what they want from you and you get to adjust and make it better for them versus a personal attack on your character or your personality or your values. That's not true, right? Someone telling me, I don't like your cover art or you talk too fast. That's not a personal attack on my character. That's just something that would help me become a better podcaster. So long story short, you set the stage and the boundaries for how you want to receive feedback and let people know you're open to it. It would be really hard to get canceled when you let people know that you're open to a conversation. So this is something that we'll be covering a lot in Creative Rebel Mastermind is the courage to develop something and put your creations out in the world without the fear of getting canceled, without the fear of being judged, without the fear or shame of being seen. These are all reasons why I see people not putting their creations out there. I talk to people all the time that want to start a business or a product line or a podcast, even if it's just they want to get on video more on Instagram or they want to create a TikTok, but they are so scared of XYZ and they don't put it out there. So we are going to dive deep into why that happens and how we can move through that. Because again, I want you to go back to the point I made earlier. It is a disservice to keep all your talents and voice and visions hidden for the haters to win. You're letting other people dictate how you get to live and fulfill your own life instead of doing what you actually want to do deep inside. And this is why I feel so many people are taking a break from Instagram, disconnecting, 
burning their business down and rebuilding it because they're not being their true selves. I truly believe there is at least one person out there that needs your gifts. And by you hiding them inside, you are doing a disservice to them. They could be waiting there. You could be the person that is the catalyst to transform their lives. But because of your fear of being canceled or judged or shamed, they have to sit there without a solution because of your fear. And I want to unpack that. I want to get I want to get behind like, let's break that fear down. Is it realistic? Can we move through it? And by the way, this isn't to say you're going to leave totally 1000% confident, zero fear, no, no worries at all. I have fear all the time. Even doing this podcast now, I've rambled, I've messed up words, I probably haven't articulated myself in the exact way I wanted to, but I have the courage to do it anyway. That is the whole goal of the Creative Rebel Mastermind, that you develop enough courage to put your creations out there and you feel activated and inspired to take action despite what people say. So I am so excited about Creative Rebel. We're going to talk about nervous system regulation, boundaries, all the concepts I talked about in today's podcast, as well as practicing within the group, using our voice, using our words, writing, initiating, connecting. We're going to get comfortable doing that because that's how you develop the courage muscle. That's how you develop confidence is repetition and practice. And this is purposefully why I made the mastermind small because I don't want it to be a group of 50 people because I know how sometimes that feels unsafe. You don't want to say something out loud because you don't want to look silly or dumb or stupid. So let's practice with a small group. Let's go in baby steps. Let's work week by week to develop that courage muscle. So by the end, you feel courageous enough to actually put your creations out in the world. We need your voice. We need your vision. We need your creations. The world is ready for you. So if you are ready to join Creative Rebel Mastermind, check out my show notes where you can go directly to the link and enroll. There are three different payment options and enrollment closes next Monday, November 29th at midnight. You can also DM me at Chelsea Rife. If you have any questions, I'm happy to chat you, voice note you. We can set up time to see if this is a fit or not. And again, you can find the link in my bio there or on the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you found this helpful. And if you leave a review, not only will it be much appreciated, but you'll be entered into a giveaway to win a year-long subscription to Open, which is a mindfulness studio. They have stretching, Pilates, breathwork, meditation, yoga, everything. It's an incredible app. I have the founder coming on as well as a teacher on there. She's coming on in a few weeks and you'll hear all about why I am so obsessed with them and why I've been using them for months. It's helped so much with regulating my nervous system. So again, leave a review, send it to info at chelsearife.com or to my DM at Chelsea Rife, and you'll be entered into that giveaway to win a year long subscription. All right. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to tune in all week where I'm doing these mini episodes all about being a creative rebel. Talk soon.